You're listening to a Wheels on the Ground production. This episode of Disability After Dark has been brought to you by Come As You Are. Come As You Are is Canada's only worker-owned co-op sex shop. Trans-owned and operated, Come As You Are carefully reviews and curates their selection of sex toys, books, and DVDs. Now you can get 15% off your next purchase at comeasyouare.com using coupon code AFTERDARK. This episode of Disability After Dark has been brought to you by Clonawilly.com. Clonawilly and Clonopussy are do-it-yourself molding kits that allow anyone to make an exact replica of any penis or vulva into a sex toy at home. All materials are ethically sourced and 100% body safe. If you shop at Clonawilly.com right now and use the promo code DARKPOD at checkout, you can get 20% off site-wide. Wow! That's a deal that cannot be cloned. I talked to one of the representatives the other day, and they are more than willing to answer any questions you have about how to make your own clone willy or clone pussy, how to use the kit. They're so, so willing to go on this journey of cloning a willy or cloning a pussy with you, and they're super nice and super responsive to any concerns. So if you want to pick up your own clone willy or clone a pussy kit right now, head over to clonawilly.com and use promo code DARKPOD, that's D-A-R-K-P-O-D at checkout right now. And remember, this is a deal that cannot be cloned. Content warning. The language, content, and discussion found within this episode of Disability After Dark will be explicit. Listener discretion advised. This is a podcast that looks at disability stories. It's like sitting down with a really close friend to have a real conversation about disability, sexuality, and everything else about the disability experience that we don't talk about. The things about being disabled, we keep in the dark. Here is your deliciously disabled host, disability awareness consultant, Andrew Gerza. Hello, hello, friends. Welcome to the show, friends. Thank you so much for clicking on this brand new episode of Disability After Dark, the podcast shining a bright light on disability stories. I'm, of course, your delectable disabled daddy, Andrew Gerza. Let's get comfy, cozy, and crippled and get this show started, everybody. First things first, if you want to pledge to the program and help the program out, I have two things I would love for you to do right now for me. So if you are if you're not getting the show one day early with a weird, sexy shout-out for me on the show, I would love for you to support the show on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash disabilityafterdark and pledging as little as $1 a month or all the way up to $5 a month or more or pledging a yearly amount if that works for your budget. I would really, really appreciate it. This money helps me to make a living as a disabled person and also the money goes back into the production of the show so I can make the show sound that much cooler. Also, if you want to support the show and can't do so monetarily, you can go to wherever you're podcasting right now and leave us a review so that the algorithms know that this show exists. And I think 
we need more disability content out there in the world. And I'd love for this show to just get some more recognition. I would really appreciate it. So do that if you can. But now, let's get to the show. Just very quickly, one quick caveat before we get to the content for today, which is really good. I really like this one. Um, Before we get to the content of the show, I want to let you know that I recorded a bunch of shows months and months back that I'm still getting out. I don't have a team here helping me do stuff. It's literally me in my bedroom making a show, and I deal with chronic pain, IBS, disability, a bunch of different things on a day-to-day basis. So it will take me some time to produce and ready your episode if you were a guest and you're looking for your episode it's coming i promise it's just i wanted to make that clear i am working on it getting your shows out there and i'm putting out a show once a week for for five years i've been doing it on my own so it will take time but i promise you if you've been a guest your show will come not to worry but now for real let's get started today On the episode today, we're going to do something a little bit different that I thought was really cool, that I really was excited about. I I sit down with my new friend, Dante Bailey, who is a new friend of mine who lives with uh, cerebral palsy, the best of the palsies, and they are a black disabled person who is also lives with a speech impediment. So when they approached me, they said, I want to be on your show but I have a speech impediment because of my CP. How do we do this? And it took me a while to figure out what to do and how to how to make that really work for us because I'd never worked with somebody with a severe speech impediment on a podcast before. And I was like, I want to include everybody. I want to do my best to be as inclusive as possible. So Dante and I worked it out where throughout the episode, I ask him questions about his life and we he types out the answers and then I read them back for him. Now, during the episode, he it takes him some time to type out the answers, and I left all of those silences between his typing in because I was like, well, that's part of his communication style, and I don't want to take anything away from that. And I think it's important for any non-disabled listeners or disabled listeners with the ability of speech to understand the value of communication and the theory, the 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 need for those pauses. So instead of editing everything together where I took out the pauses and it went super seamless, I wanted to very specifically and very purposefully leave the 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 pauses in when we had our conversation because I felt it was important to do so. So you're going to hear that on this episode. In the episode, I talk with Dante about being black and disabled and having all the swagger in the universe. We talk about his experience of wanting to date and how people treat him because of his speech impediment. We go into serious topics about um, being black and disabled in America right now with the police situation, and we talk about his experience on the job market as a as a data entry specialist for long-term care. We talk about so many things here. Now, so... In the interview, you're going to hear me most of the time verbalizing what he said, but you will hear Dante vocalize and say say some things to me um, throughout. But most of the time, it's going to be like I'm talking to myself, but I am actually reading Dante's words as he wrote them on the day. So I want you to be aware of that as you listen. And I, 
I like I said, I made an effort to keep the pauses in because I thought they were important. But without further ado, let me introduce you to the man with all the swagger in the universe, my new friend, Dante Bailey, right here on a brand new episode of Disability After Dark. Dante Bailey, hello. How are you today? Good. I'm so happy to have you on Disability After Dark. Thank you so much for being so patient. You've been waiting what I feel like is a very long time to be on the show, and it's all my fault, and I take 100% responsibility for being the worst host ever and saying to you, cancel 8,000 times, and you've been so patient and so kind to wait for me to feel better to do it. And then we're recording today on the fly because I finally feel good. So I was like, let's do it. Let's get it in the can. So I'm so excited to have you here. Um, of course, of course. And so what, what we're going to do today, audience, is Dante, you have a speech impediment, right? Yeah. So Dante has a speech impediment and you have CP, right? Yes. So he's got he's got CP like me, the best of the palsies. Um, and so Dante and I have been working out how we're gonna do this. What we decided that we're gonna do is I'm gonna ask Dante the questions like I normally would to every guest, and Dante's gonna write them out, and then I'm gonna do my best to say them in the way he wants me to, just so that everyone listening can hear exactly what Dante wants to say. That's what we decided on, right? Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So that's what, how the show is going to go. So it might sound like when you're listening, it might sound like I'm talking to myself, but I promise you, Dante's here right now. We're doing it together. So, so Dante's here. He's going to write out all the things, and I'm going to read whatever he writes, word for word. Okay. Cool. So let's get started. So Dante, as I kind of alluded to, can you introduce yourself a little bit to the audience first and say who you are and what you do?
So Dante says to, can you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself? Dante says, I'm Dante Bailey. I have cerebral palsy, which affects my muscles and my speech. I'm a cool laid back dude with swagger out of this universe. <laughs> yes, I carry around a rag to wipe my mouth, but so what? I'm a data entry specialist. Cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. And uh, I love that you own the fact that you're disabled. And I love the, the, the I love that you own the fact that you drool too, because I do too. And I have disability stuff too that I have to own. So I love the fact that you just lay that out there because I think people need to, need to know about that kind of stuff um so so you know let's let's go to the drool thing for a minute because i'm i'm curious because of the way people think about people who have um mouth stuff and stuff with drooling and they think that people who do that are like dirty and who are, who are not intelligent and they think all these incorrect things how how do people treat you when they see that happening.
People will stare at me. I feel like people don't know what to do or say. I hear it all the time. Like I won't have friends or a girlfriend because my drooling. I'm confident in myself and I know I know what I'm capable of. Exactly. And do you feel like, you know, it's really, it's really sad that people will say things like they don't think you'll have a girlfriend or they don't think you'll have friends. That's not true. I mean, I'm sure you do have friends and I'm sure you, you, you you said you have all the swagger in the universe, of course. Like I, but I'm sure that like that kind of reaction from people really weighs on you emotionally too. Hey. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Tell me a little bit more about like what, how that makes you feel as a, as a disabled person when people say stuff like that, because I think people with speech impediments like yours don't get treated the same as somebody like me who has the ability to speak and they don't, there's unfortunately, you know, there's a hierarchy of disability and they don't treat somebody like me who has the ability of speech the same as they do to you. doesn't mean that you are less capable. People just see it that way. With my speech impediment, I feel like people don't even try to talk to me or say, okay, like they really understood me. So because you can't speak the same way that a non-disabled person or somebody with better speech would speak, you get just ignored altogether. That's just really sad. That's just really like, I knew it happened because I have friends who have similar speech impediments to you. And I, I just, I don't often hear them tell me what it feels like and does that make you feel like less than obviously yes okay i mean it's just it's just it's hard for me to hear because like like you know if i had 
the same level of speech impediment that you do, I'd still want to do what I do and be a speaker and tell people what it is my life is like. And it's I, I just feel sad for them that they don't get to know all about your swagger and all about you. You're like all about the cool person you are. Um, now you kind of mentioned in the first part of your, in the first part of the chat that you, that your CP affects your muscles and your speech as we know, but can you tell me in what other ways cerebral palsy plays a role for you, Dante, in your, just your day-to-day life? I need help dressing, bathing, preparing food. Yeah, me too. Definitely me too. Um, and so you basically need, need help with everything. Mm. And so are you uh, are you a power chair user? Yes. Um and if you could just tell me more, Dante, what other ways does CP play a role in your life? I don't get a lot. And if I do, it's with my mom, Dante says. So do you feel, do you feel lonely because of that? Do you want to have more friends? And obviously like, I know you love your mom, but do you also want to like get away from your mom sometimes? Like mom, I want to hang out and do stuff.
Dende says, I do wish I could have friends that actually know how to interact with me. Do you, do you find that you have a lot of, do you, like, do you want more disabled friends? Do you find that online is where you can make friendships? I do have disabled friends when I'm actually talking about non-disabled people. So yeah, you wish that non-disabled folks would like actually give a shit that you exist and want to do stuff with you. Mm. Yeah. I know that feeling. It's like, it's, it's great to have friends with disabilities that you can talk to about stuff, but sometimes you're like, I want to just be like everybody else. I want to be with not always the disabled folks. I get that. I, I fully understand that. I'm also curious for you, Dante, as a black disabled person, like, there's so much I I feel and I'm only speaking for me and I'm a super white person so I'm gonna be careful how I say this <laughs> but I feel like there's such a lack of discussion around blackness and disability within within the black community and we don't see it very often and it's not something we talk about enough how do you feel as a, a black person with disability and, and if you could also share how you are treated within the black community as a disabled person.
as a disabled person, I have to keep in mind about social issues like a cop might shoot me because they don't know what I'm saying. And I feel like I'm like, a, and I feel like I'm treated okay in the black community. So, wow, there's a lot to unpack there. Yeah, I mean, we hear so much about um, police brutality against the black community, but especially against black community members who have autism and other disabilities and are not understood. And so I can understand that that would totally be a fear for you of being, you know, brutalized by a cop because they didn't take the time to consider you had a speech impediment, consider you might have disabilities where verbalizing speech might be different for you. And that's something that I, that I think is important for people to hear because police brutality is happening at a higher rate to black people, but especially to black disabled people. And I, it's sad for me that that's a fear you have to even consider. You're typing, yeah? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh <laughs> I was waiting for you because I was like, maybe he's typing it. Okay, good. So I'm sorry. Um, but I'm also happy that um, the Black community treats you with some respect. And so you don't feel like, because I've heard from other Black disabled people that they have to decide, do they want to be Black today or do they want to be disabled today? And so for you, you don't feel that way, though? You feel pretty supported within your community? Yeah. Good, I'm, I'm happy to hear that. Um, one of the things you wrote in your questionnaire, and you, you only wrote one word, so I don't know where we're going to go with this, but I said, what do you want to talk about? And you wrote sex. And so, <laughs> it's okay. Um, I'd love to explore talking about sex with you, sex and disability with you. Um, what kind of things did you want to talk about around sex and disability for you today? <laughs> Anything? We can have anything. Okay. Um, well, tell me about. You said you had all this swagger. Tell me about you and the girls.
I don't have much sex. I feel like people think it's wrong to have sex with a person with a disability, or they might think they're going to hurt us. I have to masturbate every day to keep myself sane. LMFAO. <laughs> well, that's good. And I'm happy for you that you're somebody that can actually masturbate because I can't even do that on my own. So I know, I know the struggles and I know the pressure, but is sex something you want to have more of? Do you want to have more of those interactions? Is that something you like? Are you looking forward to having more sex? Yes. Okay. And also, how do you think like sexuality and flirting and all that stuff looks different for you because of your speech impediment? Do you have to be more like concise with your words? Do you have to be like, if you're going to flirt with somebody, do you have to be more careful about how you're going to say things? Like, how does it look? How does the, the act of like flirting and trying to get somebody interested in you look different? to you because of the disability? I write everything down and show it to them. Kind of like this, right? Mm. But it's kind of, I guess it would be hard because so much of flirting is like, you know, is like the way you say it, the way you intonate, the way you like use your language to get somebody like, ooh, that's cute. And I guess it, it's got to be frustrating because you can't use like intonation and you can't use like flex of your voice and you like, it has to be different for you. And so I can imagine like, I know for me, if I was in your situation, I'd be fucking frustrated because I'm like, no, that was supposed to be a joke. You didn't get it. Oh, no. <laughs> like, I can imagine how frustrated that must be when you're trying to be flirt and have that swagger. Um, what would you want sexuality and flirting and disability to look like for you? Like if you, if, if things could be, if people weren't assholes and actually treated you like a human being and didn't treat you like someone that didn't deserve sexuality what would sex and disability what would you want it to look like for you
a woman who isn't afraid of many disabilities. So you'd want somebody who who just wasn't scared to to learn about your disability. Like, does being afraid mean for you mean like they're they're all in? They're gonna immediately be like, yeah, cool, you're disabled, no problem. Or is it more like yeah. you understand yeah. they have like you understand they have questions, but yeah, and you're there to teach them, like, or is it both? Both. Both, yeah. So you want somebody that's like willing to give it to try, right? And mm. willing to like learn and willing to like to see you as a viable sexual partner as opposed to like what I'm assuming they do, they do treat you like like you don't exist, right? Because mm. people are the worst. Um so <laughs> you you know, you said you masturbated a lot. So I have questions about that too, because I can't masturbate and because of your muscle spasms, like they look pretty like severe, kind of like mine. They look very, very involved, like mine do. Um, so I'm curious, how does masturbation work for you? If you could be so bold as to ch- share all your jerking off secrets with me, that'd be great. Great, I could use my left hand to jerk off. So you're, oh, so you're a lefty. So like, I, I guess I kind of want to get into more of the specifics because for me, like, you know, and when penis havers jerk off, usually there's like a pumping motion that they get into. I can't do that because of my hands and it's not so like, is that something you're able to do? I'm just very curious because, you know, I also run a, a sex toy company. So I'm also trying to be like, how would this toy work for you that we have that we're coming out with 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 Handy? So I'm thinking about all the ways that like I'm trying to get some some data, Dante. I'm trying to get some data from you to be like, well, how do I how do I make this work for everyone? It's a slow motion, so it takes you like a good long while to get off then. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not always a bad thing. You get to enjoy the experience for a little bit longer, I guess. And and since you have that ability, I have to ask you, who's your like who's if you're thinking about like a, a pretty girl that you want to like get off to, who's your like who's your like number one? Open up that spank bank and tell me all your secrets. No one. Oh, you're lying to me. Who is it? Come on. Who is it? I don't know who is it. You're such a liar. I don't believe that for a second. No comment. You're going to plead the fifth? Come on. All right, all right, all right. All right, I won't push it. I won't push it. Um, 
Now, one of the things I want to ask you too that I didn't write down that I was just thinking about because this show is called Disability After Dark and we like to talk about kind of all the stuff around disability we're not talking about. What is one thing about your disability or your experience of being disabled that you wish people understood, but they don't? Or that you wish you could talk about more, but you're afraid to? Like, what is something you wish you could shine a light on? Dante says, just because we are disabled or need assistance doesn't mean we are less than a man or a woman. That's true. We're also human. And I also would say to anybody who is a transgender person if, or if you're in between all those things, you're not less of a person either. So yes, totally agree with you there. Um, and you just wish that people would treat you with more humanity, right? And treat you with like, and not treat you like you're less than because you can't verbalize or communicate the way they would. But I'll be honest, I remember when you first approached me about doing the podcast, I had to sit back and think like, hmm, how am I going to do that? Like I had to, I really had to sit back and think even with myself of like, how am I going to, this is an audio format. How am I going to do this with this person that has a speech impediment? It took me a minute to confront my own internalized ableism of like, how am I going to, interview this guy who, who who wants to be on the show and you what I like about you Dante is you were so persistent you were like hey so remember we're gonna do a show hey so remember we're gonna do a show hey so remember we're gonna do a show? like you you were very clear of like I want to come on your show figure it out and so it took me a minute to be like how am I gonna do this and so like even I a fellow crip gimp disabled person that's like super wanting to be inclusive had to sit back and be like I got to confront my own ableism here because I don't know how to do this. So I think all of us, even if like you're disabled and you have more speech than someone like Dante, we have to consider our, our own ableism there too, for sure.
you like to help people the show helps you with that mm-hmm. sorry dante said exactly i like to help people the show helps me with that thank you well thank you so much for listening and so much for being a part of the show and so much for for again for being so fucking persistent and being like andrew i want to be on your show thank you so much for doing that because i'm a lazy motherfucker and i needed you to push me and be like get me on your show <laughs> so glad we finally did um I wanted to, to shift gears a bit and talk to you about your job a bit because you work as a data, you work as a data entry specialist, right? Mm. So I'm I'm curious, like, and we know there are so many trials and and um, tribulations of just getting a job when you're disabled and being hired as a disabled person, and then you have the added, the added pressures of people not understanding you or people not willing to take a chance on you because of your disability and your speech impediment what was that process of like for you getting hired and looking for jobs and all that kind of stuff I'm working with LTC Solutions. They welcome me with open arms, but other jobs would look the other way. So what does LTC stand for? I just want to know so we can shout them out on the show and be like, hey, LTC, thanks for being an inclusive employer and not being a dickwad and hiring someone that, that looks and talks differently than you. Oh, Oh, so you're a long-term kid. So you do like, you do like data entry for like a long-term care home. Mm. I'm, my brain was like, what does LTC say? I should know that. But, <laughs> so that's cool. So you actually, so you work within the disability community and you work within like, um, the elder, the elderly community. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's important because disability and, and elderly people in like overlap and there's a huge overlap there and there's a huge 
need for the disability discussions within those communities. So I'm so glad that you do that. And I'm so glad that they were, I don't want to give them too much praise. I'm happy that you found a job that works for you and that you have an employer that is sensitive to the fact that you have disabilities that make that make that make the search for employment and actually maintaining a job different for you. So I'm I'm happy that you have first of all I'm happy you're employed because fuck so many of us are not. I'm happy you have a job. I'm happy you're working. And like, what does it feel like for you to be working just as a disabled person? That as you've said, kind of throughout this interview, that so many people. Um, disregard you what does it feel for you to be able to make your own money and like also totally another question that I didn't write down what does it feel like for you to make your own money with it when systems in America afford people to have money like SSI and stuff like that are so fucked what does it feel like for you to have money It feels great, but social security sucks. I can only have a certain amount in my account. You can only have like 2000 a month, right? Mm-hmm. Which is like so little and it's just not enough. Like, so, so do you, do you do the thing where you like, do you hide money? Cause I have money. <laughs> like I definitely lie to the government about the amount of money that I make. Yeah. I'm saying it. I'm saying it right here. So if anybody from the government in Canada, listens to me you don't lie to them (laughs) i am like i'm a criminal because i hide my money all the time and i i just don't tell them how much i I make i lie through my teeth constantly because i want to have money to survive and two thousand a month is just not enough to live on like i mean we do it but it's not a lot. Um, is there any other things about your job you wanted to share? No. Okay. Do I, and then one of the things you also, the last thing you wrote in your form was you also wanted to talk about inclusion for disabled people. Now, inclusion for people with disabilities looks different for everybody. What, what does inclusion look like for you as a disabled person? Like if you could wave a magic wand and then everybody with a disability was included, what would that look like for you?
like we like to go on dates and hang out, but I feel like people do the bare minimum with us and ask their non-disabled friends to do stuff before they will ask us. So if if so if if we were to have inclusion, people would just ask you to do stuff like they would everybody else, right? And like you would like something simple like going to the movies or going out to do this thing or like you know just because you said most of the time you spend with your mom like which again I love my mom we're best friends but like sometimes I'm like mom fuck up I want to go do this thing or I'll see you later like do you have moments with your mom where you're like I want to just go do my own thing but you can't because no one else understands your access needs yeah and so yeah tell me I mean tell me more about the relationship with your mom because I think disabled sons and their moms have a really special bond and it's can like even though it can be annoying as fuck it's also really important tell me more about like your relationship with your mom Without her, I don't know where I would be. Oh, that's so cute, your mom. Well, that's, I mean, you know, the same with my mom. Without my mom, I hear, without my mom, I wouldn't know where I would be. And like, we have such an important bond and she's helped me through so much just to, she's taught me to be, you know, that it's okay to be disabled. It's okay to be different and you have different needs and that's okay. Like, is that how you and your mom are too? Yes. Awesome. What's your mom's name? And also a follow-up question. What's your relationship like with your dad? Renee, well, Renee, thank you for raising such an awesome kid, such an awesome dude. Dante's pretty cool, and I'm so excited that I got to got to um, chat with him and and with you, Dante. It's been so fun, and I'm glad I'm glad that your relationship with your dad is good because a lot of disabled kids don't have the super don't have an awesome relationship with their with one of their folks because disability scares people away. So I'm glad that your dad's around, and I was expecting maybe a different answer but i'm glad that i'm glad he's there and i'm glad that it's good i'm glad um we've been chatting for a while now is there anything about your story that you want to share that we haven't talked about yet
dating. Okay. All right. Tell me more about that. I never wanted to date, but I had a virtual date during quarantine with this amazing, with this amazing woman. She was very patient. She told me to use my voice instead of typing everything. Wow! And did that feel did that feel like good for you, or did that, were you scared by that? What was that like for you? It made me feel good. Yeah, because you got to like express yourself and you can express yourself here too. Like the audience listening, we're all disabled. We get it. And if it, if you don't get it, fuck you. Dante's going to speak now. It's fine. <laughs> um, but I'm glad that she 
did it feel nice to have somebody like like what one of the things I like about this interview is that like you know in thinking about how I was going to put it together I was like should I cut remember how I said to you like oh I might just cut all the all the spaces out and as we started doing it as we started like recording today I was like fuck that I want the spaces in there and I want the sounds of you typing in there because that's how you communicate and that's how you like that's people that are listening should hear this is how people with certain disabilities communicate so I think um I think fuck it I'm gonna leave it in so if this interview is extra long and there's a lot of like silent pauses that's because someone's trying to speak people yeah so I'm 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 excited by that I'm actually excited because it's a different format than what I normally do and so that's I think it's cool you also had a date that would that that was patient and let, and let you but also let you speak and wasn't afraid to like try to figure out your disability accent as well as let you talk and I'm sure that felt good for you <clears throat> awesome awesome um well technically we've run out of the things that are on the forum to talk about uh did you have any any other oh yeah so here's the thing that I wanted to ask you about so so you you kind of mentioned that you you know you want you wish people would ask you to do things and you wish people would like um you want to be included more and I know because I also want to be included more and sometimes my body doesn't allow me to be I get lonely a lot do you do you have like loneliness is loneliness something you experience lots of No, I have music and video games. Yeah, music and video games are cool, but like, so you you just don't, you just don't get lonely ever? I'm jealous because I get lonely all the time. What's your favorite kind of music and what's your favorite kind of video game? I'm not a video game person, so I have no idea what you're going to say. And I don't know, I won't be able to answer you and be like, yeah, cool, but like, okay, what do you like?
hip hop, R&B, gospel, and reggae. My dad loves reggae. My dad's from the islands. He's from Guyana, and he loves reggae. I don't love reggae though, but <laughs> I support folks who do. It's just not my jam, and I'm also glad. And I'm glad that gospel is something you're into. That is not a style of music that I particularly enjoy, but I'm sure there are people out there who love it, and that's great. Um, and you said it keeps you going. Does it give you? Did do you have a strong faith as a disabled person? Yes, without God, nothing of this would be possible. It's true. It's true. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I don't have a lot of, this is only me personally. Anybody listening can, can believe what they need to believe. I don't believe a lot of faith stuff myself, but again, I'm glad that that's something that's important for you. How has, when you go to church and stuff for you, Dante, how has your disability been treated there? Oh, okay. Well, then I, well, then I missed, then I was, Dante says he doesn't go, Dante says I don't go to church. Well, then I, then okay, then I will stop talking because I mistakenly assumed that maybe you did. It's okay. Well, that's okay. Um, okay. So <laughs> I don't know how to segue out of that one, but, um, but I, I'm out of all the questions that we're going to have today. And, and thank you so much, Dante, for being so, um, so patient to finally make this interview happen. And I'm glad I caught you at a time that you're free and I'm glad we're, I'm glad we're doing it now. So thank you. <laughs> Sorry, what was that? One last thing. Don't give up on finding a partner and keep pushing, bro. Are you telling me to not worry, to not, to not stop looking for a partner? Uh, I mean, I haven't given up, but like people are weird. 
And sometimes it just feels good to be like, you know what? I know how to be alone. I know how to do it, but I hear you. And I, I won't, I haven't given up, but I'm not like, oh my God, I need a boyfriend tomorrow. Like that, that's not my thing, but thank you. Thank you. And um, it was such a pleasure to sit down with you and to chat today and to do this, to do it in a way that has, that's different than I've ever done it. And so thank you for letting me try that out with you and for being so patient for finally coming on. Um, but I want to make sure that the people listening can get a hold of you, Dante. How can they follow you? How can they support you? How can they like hit up your DMs? How do they do all that? Dante says you can follow him on the Instagram at D underscore wheels, W-H-E-E-L-Z underscore B underscore fly. So I'll make sure that's all that's in the show notes for this episode. Um, Dante Bailey, thank you so much for. <laughs> oh, and also Dante says you can follow him on Facebook by just typing in Dante Bailey and you can look for a very attractive black man and that is that is that is who you and i'll make sure that that the link to his facebook is also on the show notes but dante this is such a cool way of doing an interview and it showed me now that i can actually speak to people on the show with with different ways of communicating so thank you for letting me do that and for being so fucking patient for me to finally have you on the show it was great it was really great um dante bailey thank you for coming on disability after dark and i will talk to you very soon Eh. Thanks, friend. Bye. Nah. All right, friends. That's another episode of Disability After Dark from me, your disabled daddy, Andrew Gerza. If you want to follow my work, you can follow me on social media on Instagram and Twitter at Andrew Gerza underscore, or you can follow my website, www.andrewgerza.com, to find out more about what I do. And of course, you can follow us on patreon to get the show one day early and completely ad free by going to patreon.com slash disability after dark or you can send us an email to disability after dark pod at gmail.com and let us know your ideas for an episode for a minisode or for a guest spot we'd love to hear from you thank you so much for listening and we'll be back to shine a bright light on your disabled stories next time Copyright Notice. Disability After Dark was presented, created, and produced by Drew Gerza and Wheels on the Ground Productions. Any and all materials, including graphics, audio recordings, and music, are property of the owner and cannot be used or distributed without express permission. Copyright 2020-2021.